Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with anyone you know who loves this beautiful game. Also, check us out at swiftkickspod.com, as well as our partners over at Ruben's Brews. On this episode, Steve Bruce still has a job after losing to Tottenham. Ali Gunnar Solskjaer might soon be out of a job himself. And Patrick Vieira agonizingly denied a winning return to Arsenal. And we can't not talk about Mo Salah serving up tricks and treats once again this Halloween season. So, Steve, would you say he's, quote, nice? <laughs> he is nice with it. Mo Salah <laughs> is nice with it. Um, also, I think it's negligible to, I don't know if that's a word, but don't. Uh, anyway. Um, Travel rules, no dictionaries. <laughs> yeah, we're just running with it. Uh, Sadio Mane, we don't want to forget Sadio Mane's 100th Premier League goal. That's quite the feat as well. But yeah, Mo Salah, if you've seen that goal versus Watford in the drumming 5-1 win against Watford, I mean, that stuff looked like, that looked like the goal that gets scored on me when I play Ultimate Team on FIFA. Um, <laughs> just dribbling inside the box, me hitting the tackle button uh, to no avail, and the ball ending up in the back of the net, and all of my defenders in the box on the ground. Um, that was yeah. something else. Honestly, it was something else. I think he uh, did put two people on their backside. And uh, yeah, just so you yeah. know, negligible. Not, or denied, defined as so small or unimportant as to not be worth considering, insignificant. So there's our MLS coverage right off the bat. That but, was uh, remarkably fast with that definition. Good. Yeah. yeah. That's just, you know, rolls off the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but yeah, that, that goal was something else. I mean, the win itself is quite the statement. I think 5-1. I mean, I know Watford. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, sorry, Simo. But uh it was yeah. it, <laughs> uh, so <it> podcast curse, <laughs> but the goal itself, I didn't see the game. The goal itself was, uh, especially slowed down really something to digest and just see over and over and just truly taken as something that you don't see very often. So props to Mo Salah and Sadio Mane as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other props that got to be given out are to Brighton, uh, still hanging around in Champions League spots right now. Fourth place. I mean, a beautiful you know. vacation setting. Yeah. Um, sunny, sunny old sunny Brighton's Brighton. still <laughs> kicking it. Um, They're still think, in summer. Everyone else is in fall. They're still in summer. Yeah, I feel like Brighton have just achieved their entire season's like goals in the first couple months. Their coach is safe for a long time. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Like, don't expect much more. Um, Alex, uh, new owners, same right. old Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, is that what we call a Jordy welcome? Um, you know, we get your hopes up. We tell you, look how good we could be. And then we just absolutely shit the bed. Yeah. I mean, you know, for 10 minutes, Newcastle looked like they were like a re-energized um, franchise as a whole, you know, from the pitch up to the boardroom. But uh, for the remainder of that game, kind of uh, went back to what we've seen for so long under Bruce. You know, Bruce Ball was back for sure, especially in the second half. Um, the players, I think, personally needed to kind of look at themselves after that one. John Joe Shelby, in particular, uh, came on looking like a League One midfielder at best uh, for the 15 minutes that he was on the pitch uh, before getting a red card for hacking everybody from behind because he's just clearly too slow to be anywhere near a Premier League game. Oh, uh, didn't um, get a red card. Yeah, he did. Uh, but, red or two yellows? Uh, two yellows because like, he was just – he couldn't keep up with anybody, so he would just run up behind them and tackle them from behind in clear, you know, not goal-scoring opportunities, but would have led to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the – My thumb has more hair on it than John Joe Shelby's head. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, I didn't think anyone could be more bald. Yeah. But this guy is the baldest guy I've ever seen. And John Joe Shelby's been out in the press for a while, apparently saying that he, you know, really wanted to have a beer with all the Newcastle fans who, you know, now want to get Mbappe and Messi into the club. Um, And he says that he'll be gone by the time we win the Champions League. Um, If he keeps playing the way he did last or this past Sunday, he he will be gone. Yes, he did say that. He will be gone probably uh, January, hopefully gone forever, never to be seen again. Um, you know, I'm kind of feeling like 
there needs to be a big change that comes from Newcastle. I think now that everybody's sort of digested everything that's happened and, you know, there's still the ongoing discussions, obviously, about everything to do with Saudi Arabia and all that kind of part of things. But when it comes down to the actual club, there needs to be some change that actually happens. We can't just say like, oh, the ownership changed and then have the same players and the same manager expect different results. Um, you know, there's got to be a change for Steve Bruce. I think maybe they just let him coach his whatever it was, thousandth game or whatever it was, I don't know, and just sort of let him reach a milestone, but he's not the, doing it. He's not doing the, it for us. <laughs> press conferences with him leading up to the game are it was so electric. depressing. I thought it's it was like, awesome. <laughs> it's kind of like they're making fun of someone that is like on their deathbed, like, hey, just a heads up, you're going to die. What do you yeah. think? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go out and do my best. Like he's comfortable answering questions about him getting fired. Like yeah. that's the most ridiculous thing. It's awkward. Like you're it sitting is. there, like yo, like it is. He's a dead man walking. We all know that he's going to go. He knows. So, it. Yeah. Yes. There's no fuck. Yeah. There's no way. Just get rid of him. Just yeah. do it today. Like why is he? Why yeah, has but, he managed to survive at all? Yeah, but who are you gonna replace him with? I, like, I don't know. Like Graham Jones, just care, caretaker manager, and you know, there's got to be somebody. You could that probably be, replace Steve Bruce with his Bruce with his mom, and you probably do a little bit yeah. better. Stacy Bruce, like bring her yeah, in. Right, like, right. Don't you bring Stacy in? <laughs> yeah, you know, just anybody right now for <laughs> they clearly have this go way too quickly for them, and they're kind of caught off guard, and they're like, oh, maybe we haven't had interviews with some I people. I want to see Stacy Bruce in. saying she's undefeated. But yeah, bring in Stacy Bruce. You know, I'm all for wood. <laughs> throw that out there. Stacy is the mom. Um, yeah. I don't know, but, man. I thought Newcastle for the first 90 seconds were so dominant. Christ. <laughs> like they were so pumped up, man. You can tell they were like, this is it. Yo, we're that here. minute and a half to prove. electric. And Tottenham were like, hey, we're pretty, we're pretty like mediocre, so we can concede. Yeah. But and here's then, the like, thing, too. After that goal, the roof literally came off of St. James's Park, and you felt like it the, yeah, I thought it was gonna be 4-0. It was the CPR that was breathed into the guy that almost had a heart attack came off the saudi arabia arena yes yeah, real quick we do need to address the fact that they did save a fan's life in the front yeah. row yeah yeah was performed and alex made a mockery of it um <laughs> i don't know uh how we ended up there but i think it was eric dyer came to the rescue and then a doctor oh, jumped in. sergio aguero uh Regulon, yeah. I thought Sergio Aguero yeah. was not playing. This. Yeah, Sergio Aguero was not anywhere near. He wasn't even in the yeah. same country. Yeah. yeah. Um, Castle are in talks. Yeah, but anyway, some player alerted. Yeah, the 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 fans Referee in that section the al alerted the players in the area, and the players in that area alerted the referees and the medical staff and the medic and then so on and so forth. Ipso facto. I, so the play the, the the match got postponed. Correct. Right, yeah, for a few minutes, yep. Oh, so a few minutes. When in the game long. was it? Uh, probably about huh? the 60, 70th minute. Oh, mid-second oh, mid half. Um, but yeah, and also in the stands was this guy, this doctor, Tom Pritchard, who sort of made his rounds on like the British TV shows and everything like that. Um, but he was pre, able to pre run or post down incident. there. Uh, post, like as it was happening. Like this person went into cardiac arrest, as you said. Uh, uh, the players and everything alerted the medical staff, but this doctor saw what was happening as well. So kind of ran down in the stands um, to the situation and sort of worked with the medical team and was able to, you know, perform CPR. And yeah, but that, that doctor, that doctor going on TV, you said, was yeah. that his, his TV appearances, was that pre or post? Oh, post, post. Yeah. Because so after okay. he, he helped save this guy's life um, and then he came back up to his seat i guess just as you do after doing that sure, to go course, watch the rest of the do. game yeah and uh he had like twenty thousand fans like giving him a standing ovation and uh wow, calling okay, him hero okay. and everything like that and he's like a longtime newcastle fan so he was like it was like the best thing in his life so wow okay cool he's got a better reputation than steve bruce yeah absolutely oh, him as the next manager. manager next manager yeah right exactly there you go <laughs> alex have you seen this about the premier league's move to block uh newcastle's sponsorship deals no, so, they're going to do everything they can. Like No, it's all this has already gone through. The Premier League has passed through some le legislation that will temporarily suspend um, commercial arrangements involving like pre-existing business relationships to be anti-competitive. So like they can't reevaluate their contracts with any of their sponsors right now. Just a 
muddy the waters there a little bit, which is just a joke. I'm just saying though, if I'm that new owner and I'm <laughs> sitting in that stand on Sunday, I'm or uh, yeah, on Sunday, I'm like, Yo, this place is lit. This crowd yeah. is something yeah. else. They got they're bringing the heat, and literally it ended with like a guy almost dying in the stands. It's just such a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Only apparently Man City were the one one club that voted to allow Newcastle to be able to sort of rework some of their sponsorship deals. That's interesting. Mm. Hey, let's yeah. get a pool going. How long before Bruce is out? Bruce. <laughs> um, so today is Monday, the 18th of October. Uh, I say before, before Halloween. Uh, so just so you know, Steve Bruce's mother's name is Sheena. Sheena Bruce. We're close Sheena. with Stacy. We're close with Stacy. Yeah. She prefers it when we call her Stacy. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying before Halloween, if that's permissible, if that's allowable. Yeah, we'll allow it. <laughs> nice. Man City has voted with you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Alex? Frankly, I think that it has to be by the end of the week. Otherwise, oh, oh that's a lot later. Otherwise, I think fans will the the honeymoon period of this new administration will end very abruptly and they will learn very quickly that the fans do not want steve bruce and they're not here to mess around don't mess around with the club just get so it what's done your, what's your take bro that's end not of the a week take. end You're of the week this week october 22nd he's got to be gone i'm gonna go ahead and say he makes it to uh christmas well dude if he makes it to if he makes it to Christmas, Newcastle are relegated. I'm going to say he makes it yeah. to Christmas. Yeah, no, I agree. Newcastle's mm. top five. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's going to be there till Christmas. You know what's funny? I was actually, good coaches I was, come, come I was talking to some pals today about, you know, like the, 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 the actual uh, chance that, that Newcastle are relegated this season. And instead of trying to predict that, I looked. We instead approached it from the perspective of let's look at the table and think of what teams like. We can't predict what sort of investments are going to come to Newcastle in the January or in the winter transfer window. So not knowing that and what restrictions may be applied to them, as things are, what teams are more likely to be relegated? What three teams are more likely to be relegated than Newcastle this season? And honestly, it was difficult to not predict or to not include Newcastle as one of those three. Like Norwich, yeah. And then you can make arguments for a few others. I don't have it up right now. Burnley. Yeah, I would say Watford. I think Watford are worse than Newcastle. Newcastle have this element of just like sheer brilliance. And then they just shoot themselves in the foot. And I don't know if it's because they have like so, so many young players on the field, but like mm. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> like, like the they, league as it stands right now, with eight games played, you have Norwich sitting on two points, Newcastle sitting on three points, and then Burnley sitting on three points. The Burnley that I remember of like 15, 16 is like a higher placing Burnley, but I understand that that's not the Burnley today. Mm. So perhaps they are now part of this relegation equation. I think Leeds uh, are in danger. I think they've yeah. been, A, they've been found out how they play. and Two, injury crisis. Injury crisis, and they're just in a bad run of form. They can't buy themselves a win. They can't yeah. barely buy themselves a tie. So it's yeah. just that starts draining on them. I think from like 15 down, like Southampton might be in question, but like past Southampton, I have difficulty including more teams in that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's a it's a difficult one. So I, I and then I was thinking too, like, okay, so they get a big influx influx of cash during the January transfer window. They get a new manager in between now and the January transfer window, but you still have to bank on everything clicking. Right. Right. And from, it's, for, for, yeah, but, for those few, you know, for those months and, and, and people are, I mean, the players are human. Like you can't just bank on that happening. Like, look at PSG. People expected them to be flying. They're not. Let's go. PSG suck. Um, but you know the thing saying. is, though, who wants to go to a Newcastle? You're not going to get European football next year. You know what yeah. I mean? It's two or three years before they're like someone. I that, think that more supports what I was saying then. It, I agree with you. I'm saying yeah. like, I, I don't know that um, 
Newcastle have to allure other than being able to pay people right now. Besides, you're get like, besides money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, you're going to get people on the way out of their career. You can get like a Zlatan maybe. You know what I mean? If, I'm just thinking a superstar caliber that's going to be looking for that payday. But at the end of the day, if you don't have Europe, you're yeah. limiting your market to yeah, yeah. sub-Europe players. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You're, yeah. the discussion is that Newcastle won't even, you know, okay, they can spend up to 200 million pounds, whatever, without violating financial fair play. But I think the minute they do that, it's clearly like, oh, you're buying your team, you're buying whatever. And so the latest rumors are that they're only going to spend around 50 million in this that transfer. Makes which, you know, That's, okay. How you much could... is that going to change? I mean, you can buy some players, but how much is that going to change? I yeah. bet you guys get Harry Kane. I no, think we're going to get Jesse Lingard. That would be smart. He'd be a good addition for that team. But then, you know, that's... Jesse Lingard eats up a good chunk of that 50 mil, if that's accurate. Just saying. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... I, need... I think they'll get more than that, though. They're going to get a Jesse Lingard. They I think so, too. A couple players, young players that are up and coming, come in on loan. Yeah. They could end up with... Um, it's going to be United, a lot of loans. Right. United have two yeah. or three youngsters that are on the up and up that would fit their current squad. Um, what's the guy's name? Chung, I think his name is. The, um, I can't remember. His name. I know who you're talking about. You can have Vanderbleek. I got a coupon for him. It's uh, for buy free. one, take him. <laughs> Chung, um, you sign him on uh, manager mode in FIFA. You do pretty well with him. Vanderbleek? No, no, no. Chung. Yeah, Chung. That's the one. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Newcastle to finish mid table, but they're not going to have that big superstar signing. No, you know what I mean? All. Like it'd be silly no, to yet, do that right yet. now. Yeah. Because especially with the, the state of that locker room, you gotta yeah. think you don't want to bring in the future of that club right now. <laughs> you no. want a clean house yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're Absolutely. right. You're right. But at the same time, I think you want to put ah, I don't at the same time, I feel like you want to lay down that signal of intent, like, all right, yeah, boom, paycheck, like, like checkbook. This is what we're looking to do. We just signed. You know, right. This, you could get this Urzel. man. You could get a player that's retired from international football. Um, yeah. has one focus, one Gerard. Who? Olivia Girard. Uh, Giroud. Yeah. Giroud. Giroud. I call him Girard. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Giroud. Um, the player that's always retiring on FIFA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a couple of those out there that would fit Newcastle right now. But I think honestly, uh, step one, like you're saying, is the coach and Alex, uh, the man himself, Mooney Rooney, has been linked to the job. Um, and that just that just feels like a step in which the thing? wrong the right direction. Di- yeah, not yeah. the right direction. If you're Newcastle, you're looking to take this club into like upper esh- like looking to keep. I mean, I was thinking of like Man City's pro- progression. Um, but like, who did they sign first? Was it it was Mancini or was it Pellegrini? No, it was. But they went through a spell. Like I mean, in the ten years that it took them to be a dominant force, they went through. I, I don't think it was even one of those two. I think it was somebody else. Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. It was. Yeah, it was Mark. I, I knew it was somebody else. It was Mark Hughes, and then they went with. Oh, I forgot that they had Sven Goran Eriksson as their manager for a little bit. That's so bizarre. Yeah, but not during the takeover. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's yeah. just so weird. But yeah, Mark Hughes, Roberto Mancini, yep. uh, Brian Kidd was there for like a few days. Uh, between Manuel Pellegrini coming in, yeah, and then yeah. of course, so Pellegrini. like it took it took them a few. So like they kind of kept graduating and graduating and graduating. So I'm thinking, what's I guess worst case scenario, you have Man Wayne Rooney as your as your Mark Hughes per se, but I, I think you can do better than Wayne Rooney. I'm trying to think of who else. Like I've heard that like Steven Gerrard has been linked with Lamps, the job. Man. Lamps? You think Lamps? Lamps is available. See, I just feel, personally, I feel that this this route of going, like, uh, you know, previous player testing the waters of their managerial, early managerial career is It was not, a fad. It was a fad. Yeah, it's and not it has, the place to go. And it has run go. its life cycle. Yeah. And none of these people have any connection to Newcastle. You know, it, yeah. it made sense. Frank Lampard, Chelsea. All right. You know. Yeah. Had an understanding of how things yeah, were. That made, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but... It just it makes no sense. It does if for if we get relegated, yeah, bring Wayne Rooney in. Like <laughs> let's build from the bottom, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you know, the other names like Graham Potter, I don't want him. Roberto, Roberto Martinez would be okay. Um I liked Martinez at Chelsea, to be honest. Lucian Favre, I think, has been linked. Uh I think he left 
Dortmund last season and hasn't really had anything to do. I'm less familiar with him. Um, Eddie Howe. I mean, how are you going to do me <laughs> like this? You know, he's not. <laughs> yeah. What, he's not doing anything though, right? He's going right? to honey dick you. <laughs> <laughs> like we know your game anyhow <laughs> but that's the thing too is okay he coached Bournemouth where's Bournemouth now uh championship yeah is that that what we want yeah I understand that he's a he's a decent manager but is he somebody that's gonna be able to come into a club he, you know and does, he have a, Howe, does he have a system ahead, I just does he I, have a system I want somebody that has a Eddie, system Eddie that Howe, build I think Eddie Howe actually does have a system is it the system that you want as a like global powerhouse? No, but I think that Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe actually has a system that's similar to like, it's like building blocks. I think yeah. he's similar in a Mark Hughes type of like, obviously this Saudi takeover, they have foresight. They have like a, a, a plan, you know, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, in five, 10 years, we're going to be here and here. The first step, you know, Rome's not built in a day. Right. I think that first step could be an Eddie Howe. I'm not saying that's the man, but I'm saying someone of that caliber. Big Sam. Big Sam. No, no <laughs> way. See? Why not? You need not a temporary now. fix. He's a former Newcastle manager yeah, but, under yeah, Mike yeah. Ashley. That Tem- would be death knell for the. I don't. I don't fix. think so. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think Big Sam's the one. Yeah, listen to this. This is Man City's list of – I know that we're switching away from the coach. We'll come back to who Alex is appointing as manager as uh, a newly uh, acquired Saudi football owner. Um, but this is Man City's first 10 footballer signings, right? Robinho was the first splash of the cash, mm-hmm. shortly followed by uh, Wayne Bridge. Yep. <laughs> Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Nigel de Jong, which is probably – either number one or two on my list of good purchases. Shea Given, Gunnar Nielsen. Where's Ilano in this list? Gareth Barry is not on there. Uh, Roque Santa Cruz. Yep. yep. Stuart Roque Taylor and Carlos Te- Tevez. I forgot about Tevez, yeah. Those were the the purchases. You know what I mean? Like those weren't like blockbuster deals. Robinho had Rubin- a lot of potential, but he was already kind of being a dud at Real Madrid, right? Um so I think that's kind of a similar situation, but it's really about building that foundation. De Jong was probably the, the staple of that. Oh, Carlos Tevez's statement as well, because that was what, 2008? Is that right? Correct. He was, yeah, but that was more of a short-term kind of thing. And I think Man City, that was like a where he was at in his career, thing, you know? right, but where he was at in his career, he was also not in a decision-making kind of role, if that makes sense. Carlos Tevez had no say over where he went. He was like a indentured servant when it all came came to light. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a year or two before you see that huge name come in. It could be next summer. Let's get real. It could be next summer. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think you're right in Jesse Lingard. I think you're going to see a couple of other like supporting cast players. Uh, Vanderbleet could come in too with a, a two man purchase that might free up some cash. If Lingard and Vanderbleet go over to Newcastle for Man United to spend some more money in January to fix some of their problems. Um, but one coach, Alex. Who are you taking? I kind of, you know, the more we talk about it, I mean, like the Eddie Howell deal kind of feels right. Like it's somebody that knows the Premier League. That's at least. a good starting, starting block. Yeah, absolutely. I think this season is about survival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after that, then you start talking about, all right, what one or two players right. can we bring in and say, listen, this is the beginning of, as Steve's saying, those building blocks. This season, we want to get into. Europa League, you know, mm. something like that, like Conference League, like so, like let's yeah, get to we need Europe. to we need to have something that we can continue to build on. And if you want to be here on the ground level, you know that sort of pitch. Mm. Um, and we have a manager of Premier League capability that's proven. Blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, I don't. You, yeah, I think Eddie Howe's a good get, good a good. And he's not doing anything, right? I'm team Rooney, just <laughs> throwing that out there. Bro, I what? I mean, okay, all right. All I'm right. here for the drama. I'd tune in. He'd come back as a player. Tune in? Is that a play on words? Yeah, yeah Toonie Rooney. Um, <laughs> Toonie Rooney. <laughs> yeah, we'll play. <laughs> See? And uh, you'll hear It's that already too. sold. <laughs> the, scarves, <laughs> the scarves are made. <laughs> yep. That's oh, great. Man. Hey, um, uh, you guys feel like Brentford's loss was, like, incredibly impressive? <laughs> yeah, no it way. Was to, uh, it was 1-0 to... A 1-0 yeah, loss bro. to Chelsea. 
Brentford outshot. I Chelsea wish I'd have seen that 17 game. shots to five. Oh, sheesh. Wow. 17 to five. Is that what you said? Yeah, seven on target. Chelsea had one shot on target. It went in. To be honest, my coverage of the Chelsea-Brentford game was you guys, and uh, it sounded impressive. <laughs> and then when I looked at the stats myself, it it lived it, it lived up to what you guys were saying. It was that's 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 it's it's just awesome to see as a neutral football fan, you know? Yeah. Seeing newcomer Brentford, who is their it's their first birth in the Premier League, and they're taking on Premier League favorites, Champions League holders, Chelsea. And just giving it to them, yeah, with everything they got, yeah, you know, a game that they had the potential to even, you know, nick a point from, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And to, to only be three what a points huge off, point that'd be yeah, I know. three points off right now from Europe. So mm-hmm. my prediction, they can attack, man. Good. I hope they hold on to their players. Like you saw Sheffield kind of start to like sell off a couple players, Dean Henderson being one of them, and then they kind of right faltered from there so hopefully they don't see the money and they're like this is their chance but yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes yeah. um other impressive things over the weekend is um how does Mikel Arteta have a job I don't uh <laughs> because of Alexander Lacazette yeah. <laughs> uh a 95th minute equalizer sheesh um, yeah kind of crazy lucky 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 yeah crystal palace keeps falling into this realm though where they keep taking leads and then they just lose them right at the end or like very close to the end of the games you know they could be doing much much better right now in 14th place but i feel like they've lost so many points that could be placing them up in like seventh or eighth or something like that yeah. but yeah arsenal surviving i guess you know they, i don't know how surviving not that. thriving yeah, I don't get how private. we're talking about Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer being kicked out of the league, but meanwhile, Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta is, I feel you. I yeah. think people have become, I think people have grown desensitized or perhaps accustomed to Arsenal as a whole, not necessarily Mikel Arteta, yeah. but Arsenal as a suffering team. Mm-hmm. So when you see them suffering, it's like, this is the norm now, you know? Like, this- they're sort of the uh, Manchester United of like the 2003 uh, years. Yeah, third, but it's not 13, like, 14, like people, 15 pe- pe- people have, I think, 16, associated 17, with 18, Man 19. U, like United with being like associated with suffering since like Alex Ferguson leaving, but not to the same degree as Arsenal. Like Arsenal right. have plummeted. I Arsenal, I mean, Arsenal early plummeted. In the season. United never crashed out of Europe, right? But I think. Right. Yeah, I think that alone is your argument. You're right, Steve. I'm going to just, yeah. let's clip that for you. <laughs> I, no, I I think I, like both teams. One could argue are yes suffering since you know Arsene Wenger's left, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson has left. Yes, but Arsenal, I think undeniably have been coping much worse than United have been. Yeah, they had such a bad season last year that it's like okay, you're in a bigger hole than United ever got themselves. Yeah, in. yeah. I just for me, United are in this odd place where they're trying to like establish like a youth system and have this guy come in and like build something right and granted they spent some money to kind of tie them over and help get them to where they need to be i just i kind of hope the rest of the prem we we kind of learn from the mikel arteta situation and not just can solskjaer at the first sign you know what i mean because we're gonna end up with a steve bruce if we do that you know what i mean you're just gonna have another rotating door managers if you don't stick it out yeah yeah. something to be said for some loyalty but i'm a a devil advocate well go on finish what you're saying i was gonna say for me i I think solshaw has enough of a a history with the club has done enough for us to be like give him a full season with these players to see where they end up if he can't do it come you know june we'll be talking you know what i mean but like it's it's like two losses, three games in a row. We're concerned. We forget that Alex Ferguson used to like sandbag the front half of the season. Like we'd be going through November with only a couple of really big wins, and you lose to someone crap like I don't know Southampton. Um, so for me, I hope they give him give him a full season, see what happens. You know what? I under normal circumstances, I would completely agree with you. I am an advocate for, or I, I guess. I don't like the revolving door of managers mentality that a lot of clubs have <clears throat> Chelsea. <clears throat> like I, like I, I just, I'm not an advocate for that. I don't like that mentality. 
where the manager is the first one to go after three games of no wins. Like I, I just don't like that at all. I personally think that the signing of Ronaldo is going to be Ole OGS's demise because with Ronaldo, a serial winner, having been signed to the team, it's like uh, the public opinion is now, okay, United have all the pieces of the puzzle that they could possibly need. They have, you know, Varane signed. They have De Gea in between the sticks. They have, you know, X, Y, Z. They have all these, yes, you could tweak a couple of things, but they have the meat and potatoes of what they need for a winning team now. It's up to OGS to assemble these tools into a winning formula. And I don't think he's, I think his season long trial period that you're talking about, Ben, I think that's going to be shortened because now Ronaldo is part of this team. Um, hey, fair enough. You can't spend that Nazi return. But at the same time, I think the issue for me is more around the lines of like, I mean, come Christmas, if this is continuing, we can have that conversation of like, hey, yeah, maybe you're right. But I yeah. think for me, they've had a couple of injuries. They've had quite a few players playing with knocks. Their back four has been hurt. And they're, these are shite excuses. But at the end of the day, they've had enough go wrong in a couple of spurts for me to be like, all right, maybe. But if come Christmas, we're talking about that. I think that's a, a fair like, yeah. all right, that, he's just not cutting it. Um, yeah. But I do think they should have some breathing room. Yeah. To be fair, I'd like to see him cut it. Like, I would like to see, you know, I mean, yeah. how, how how awesome of a story would that be? One of your own OGS coming from play. Like, he's been a teammate of Ronaldo and is now become the manager, come back to be the manager of the side, has been a manager of the side for quite a, a decent period of time in today's game. Been managing the side, getting, getting, you know, assembling the pieces slowly, getting, getting an understanding of like what it is to be a Premier League manager, a top tier manager for a top tier side. And then Ronaldo comes back, you know, ex teammate of yours, now current player of yours, assembles his team and, you know, uh, builds it into something uh, of a European force. Like that's an awesome story. I, and I would like to see that story. I mean, I don't, I'm not an advocate for, I'm not a fan of United, but that's just a cool story. Um, yeah. I just don't know if, you, if, if OGS is, that's the thing. I don't like, I don't like bitching about a problem and saying like OGS isn't the one without having like a solution, my own solution to the problem. So like yeah. if OGS ain't the one, who am I going to replace him with? I don't know. So like, I don't want to say that he's not the one. I think the, Sort of the biggest issue is I feel like Manchester United as of right now, and for a little bit, sort of to your point, Steve, about bringing in Ronaldo and everything, they don't have a real team identity. They have an identity yeah, of a lot yeah. of you know really brilliant, amazing players. Um, and some of them are starting to break, break rank, if you will. Um, you had Paul Pogba after the game saying, you know, something needs to change. Yeah, um, you, yeah. You've had Bruno Fernandes, I think, after the Everton game as well saying like uh you know whatever we're doing isn't working you know yeah. that's just that's sort of just like a it's a fraction of what's actually going on behind the scenes yeah and it's it's a clear indication i think pogba's comments you know if you extrapolated his full comment and everything i think he was sort of talking about the collective team as a whole needs to really sit down and think like look what's happening obviously yeah. we don't like these results we need to do better but the way it came out was like uh, something needs to change and that might yeah. be the coach um but that's I think not that how means, I took it, but I get what you're saying. I yeah, you're saying. Something, I think something does need to change. They just lost four two. Right. But I don't think that like, I think a lot of the times, you know, we've had conversations where we say like sometimes Pogba isn't the player that like looks like he wants to be there. But then, yeah. you know, you see videos of him in the locker room sometimes and you're like, okay, like he does want to be there. He, and in, even in those comments that are sort of being nitpicked, like he's clearly thinking like, all right, something needs to change here. And what can I be doing to do it? But, you know, you've got, teammates that just aren't playing with each other that well and i That's... think ollie has to the solution is to somehow prove that he is the manager to get these world-class yeah. players to just gel together he does that he's set for life he's the next sir oh, alex ferguson sure. at the club he's there for 20 years Mm, agreed that's, a, that's quite a statement <laughs> no I, I, I agree with you because he's got the like if he does that surely you're winning every you know mm -hmm. title there is right um i think for me though and again, I, there's been so many reasons for me to not be like cutthroat, like get this guy out. For yeah. me, 
you've got all these players consistently playing in Europe, like for the or for their um, at the national international yeah. level. You've got injuries being picked up left and right. McGuire's been hurt now. Veron's out for like six weeks. Scott, um, whatever is it, McTominay is out for a while. Luke Shaw was out. Rashford just came back. Like you've had all of these things that I think are valuable reasons to not be performing. But if it over time, that's just what people deal with. You know what I mean? Like Chelsea's dealing with that. They're still pulling away. Yeah. Liverpool is not necessarily dealing with it to the same extent, but they're still pulling away. Um, but I think that's why you have Brighton in the mix because they don't have the same problems some of these bigger clubs do. Same with Brentford, really. Um, but I, I agree with both of you, really. And if uh, you can't get this group of players to, to play together, either there's too many personalities or you're not the guy for the job. Yeah. Yeah, you need somebody. I mean, it's oftentimes we see, you know, Man City and, you know, Liverpool, especially, you know, they they work hard together as a team. You know, yes, they have the brilliance of Sadio Mane and uh, Mo Salah, you know, just throwing up whatever he wants, apparently best player in the world right now. But he still like tracks back and helps from time to time. You know, he still like helps to get the team together. It just doesn't seem like Man United have that going forward and maybe it's something so simple as like i mean ben you might notice a little more paying a little closer attention but like the squad rotation you know does that seem to be consistent you know all over the place yeah that's the thing i feel like there needs to be like all right yeah yeah this team is going to work for you know these couple games so your big focus is this match so let's like start working together on this meanwhile we got this game going on you guys are going to be played up front you know something like that i feel like needs needs to come in an fa cup squad and a premier league squad and he needs to stick to it like now is not the time to be tweaking it i do think he's been trying to play with it to support ronaldo because that was Mm -hmm. a late addition yeah it's about building a team around him but i think ronaldo's good enough to be able to tell Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is what i need right um and, you know, we talked about Pogba. Pogba can be so negative so quick yeah. that it's yeah. like maybe Pogba leaves this summer or this winter and it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Maybe you need to offload one of these players and have like a, a Michael Carrick, someone a little more humble, come right. into the squad and kind of help carry the team. But, yeah, who knows, man? You yeah. know what, though? You know what I do wish? I think United, if I had any purchase right now, mm-hmm. if I could have a dream signing for Man United, there would be one player, and I don't think either of you would guess it, um, but it would be um, John Joe Shelby, Michael. I wish they would get Casper Schmeichel. Uh, De Gea is wow. amazing. I love De Gea, <clears throat> but I think that would be the coolest signing to see Man United to have Casper Schmeichel come in. That's just for year. romantics, man. I don't know exactly. if that's practical, though. It's very practical. He's one of the best keepers in the world. I, 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 he's, I think he's a, he's a, a good a, enough keeper to be Man United's keeper. Right, I but agree, I, but I think you already have one in the, De Gea. It's the storyline of it that I like so much as well. Though I, I do agree with you, but that's if I could have any sign. Thirty-four. Like yeah. I know keepers. Bossman's older. Yeah, yeah. Keepers, you know, they obviously sort of peak later on in life. But De Gea's got to be thirty-four. No, yeah. no, he's not that old. No way. He's got to be up there. De Gea, thirty years old. Yeah, he's thirty. Yeah. That's younger than I thought, but still, for me, that would be a dream sign. I don't think it would ever happen. I think he's like, yo, that's my dad's club. This is my team. Well, I think it'd be a good signing for United. I hope it doesn't happen, but Yuri Tielemans. <laughs> After the damage he did to them, <laughs> I think with that he'd goal, be a, I think he'd be a super solid signing. I, I, I that was goal aside, honestly. Yeah. I think Yuri Tielemans. I think honestly, Leicester are going to have a very difficult time in keeping hold of him. Yeah, but I think that Yuri Tielemans. I mean, purpose personally. I think, no offense, but there are teams that, like James Madison, the hype is still around James Madison, but it definitely was peaking in the summer yep. about James Madison, about you know going to Arsenal, going to Man United. And it's like, I personally was thinking, why on earth would you want to go to one of these teams when I think that you have almost as equal an opportunity, if not maybe more than some of those teams mentioned, to make it to Europe or to do, you know, big things. Right. Like, yes, there, there is, uh, you know, there's 
late there's appeal to, to to playing for an arsenal to playing for a man united there's you know there's, there's appeal to that but in practicality terms in terms of what leicester is achieving and what arsenal is achieving what man united is achieving leicester's not far from that equation if not they're achieving more than some of them so it's like do you want to be part of a, a project that's that's continuing to kind of build or do you want to be i don't know i think for me those are the players that get so close that they can taste it. And if they don't make the jump, they won't be certain they'll get to taste it. I get what you're saying. But I, I think Tillman's... your point, though, right? Like if we were playing a, a video game, we would want our player to be up and coming. We would want to do the full journey and we'd want to see it. You wouldn't automatically go to the to the show. You know what I mean? Like that storyline is just significantly better. At no point in time are you like, all right, I'm going to play for this team and then I'm going to just jump ship to the easiest route. You know what I mean? It's a better story. It's a better book. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, if I'm that player, I can't really hold it against them for being like, yo, I'm this close. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to get there. Yeah. I can get there this way. But, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like, like the teams that we grew up, the team, like the state of the Prem and the state of just European football, as we grew up, you know, there were, this upper echelon of clubs in this exclusive group of just being like the best. And we, we know who they were. There's arguably, you know, some that, that could be debated, but like unanimously, there's a group of clubs as like that top echelon of, 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 of teams. And for the most part, that, that, that top group hasn't changed. There has been some changes for sure. Uh, maybe in, in, in like standings within that group or some have completely fallen out of that group in total but while that there's there are some teams that have been outside that group that have gotten very close to that group or arguably have managed to like nudge into that group and Leicester is I, I I think it's really close to being on the cusp of being included into that conversation and when 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 players who are really excelling for Leicester or other teams equivalent to Leicester when they are excelling for their for their respective clubs and then are being rumored with like Barcelona, Man United, Arsenal. Uh, there's other clubs I could, you know, mention. But I almost think like, why why would you want to go besides like a paycheck? Like surely they, those clubs maybe could pay you a little bit more. But man, do you have like that much more of an opportunity to or a chance of like winning silverware? I honestly don't know. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, am I the only one that thinks this or? No, I see the allure to it. I just. Sure. There, there's like sex appeal. Like, oh, I want to play for Man United. Like, you know, like Harry Maguire going for like a record fee to going to Man United. And he's captain of Man United. Like, you can tell your kids that. Like, yeah, I was captain of Man United for like X amount of years. Like, wow, that's crazy. But like, it's not Man like Man United then versus Man United of like, oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I just, Lester, you know, you feel like you don't get the European football. I don't know. That's, I know. that's the big one for everything right now. And yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's difficult. It's a difficult one. because I you're see right, what you're saying, though. I, I totally agree, you know, especially being a, like a Newcastle fan. Like anybody that was like ever sort of loyal to the brand, if you will, was... Yeah. You're just instantly more loved, I feel like, than just, you know, a throwaway player like, oh, we spent a lot of money on him. Yeah. You know, like, what is it? We spent a lot of money on Michael Owen, and he was trash. Uh, was so, Sancho? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't it's know. a fact, though. I think Yuri Tillemans is – I don't know. I, I would like to see him stay at Leicester. I'd like to see him continue to progress at Leicester but I almost think he's reaching the ceiling that Leicester can offer him. And I mm. think there are other clubs in the world in Europe yeah. that can offer him a higher, uh, I'm sorry, a higher ceiling than what Leicester can. I don't yeah. know if Man U's the one, but I'm just thinking in terms of like Man U's like center of the park, who they have to choose from, you know, Nemanja Matic, Fred, uh, McTominay. I'm not saying, you know, like Ixne, one of them's, but I'm yeah. saying, Yuri Tillemans is a great addition to that. I, I I rate I rate Tielemans a lot. I think he's a solid player 
one for now and also one for the future. Yeah. If you look- need more players, there's a bigger problem. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Like yeah. that squad has got. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he's a linchpin. I'm just saying he's a. I'm with you. He doesn't. He doesn't hurt your chances. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys make of uh, Raheem Sterling saying he wants out? Did he? Did he say? I want out, or he just say like I'm open to more playing time because that's he what I'm like, seeing. Yeah, basically, available. I'm available for somewhere that would allow me to basically have more more playing time. I New think Castle? that was. Go ahead. I was gonna say Newcastle. <laughs> I saw Newcastle rumors. I think Raheem Sterling's comments were extremely well put in terms of like political. Like he wasn't like saying like like as an unrest player like I need to be out of here, but he yeah. was more like. I like playing football. I'm not playing as much football as I would like to at City. I'm yeah. open to being in a position or in a in a scenario or in a position where I'm playing more football. I'm open to that. So it's just kind of like as 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 neutral and as like politically correct, I suppose, as you could put it. Yeah. I thought it was very well put from Sterling. It was just kind of saying like, I'd like to play more football. Yeah. Here? Yeah. He opened the door just enough yeah. to look out and be like, what's going on out there? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like I thought that you I thought that you handled that as well as you could have. That's what I thought of when I read those remarks. I was like, that was well put. Yeah. And you Kevin De Bruyne came out and basically showed a little sympathy for him as well. You know, he's basically like, I understand it, you know, especially when you're in, you're in such a team that's playing in basically four competitions and basically going as far as you can as Man City, you know, you're getting to almost the final in all of these competitions, you know, it's, it's a tough ask sometimes to, to be a player that's told like, kind of like how we were talking about with Man United. Okay. You're going to only play in the FA cup while well, the FA cup comes around every, you know, month and a half, if you know, lose once I'm out. Right. Exactly. And then what happens with you? So, and I feel like Man City have just, they've not prioritized like true strikers. I feel like, um as he was you know as sterling was especially in the england squad for euro by gareth southgate and we saw what happened when he was prioritized i think of a lot of us saw when he i think he's been deprioritized by man city for a while and we all sort of were like oh sterling like washed up whatever why is he in the england squad and then he got prioritized and had the balls you know played more towards him and look what happened you know he still got it um so I don't know. I think the guy's got to find somewhere else to at least a loan spell or something. Yeah. Newcastle. Maybe, maybe <laughs> eventually. Yeah. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, Steve, he will play every minute at Newcastle. If he yes, goes. he would. He would be, oh, it'd be <laughs> Callum Wilson and, and Raheem Sterling. It'd be an amazing pairing. I would um, like to say that the only reason he wouldn't play at Newcastle this year is if he was injured, but honestly, he might play if he was injured too. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's the last thing we need to be buying is another injury-prone striker. Like <laughs> that's all we ever buy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Steve Celtic drawing back a couple of points up in Scotland. Yeah, closing the gap. Um, so with with uh, in the in the Premiership, Celtic have jumped uh, up to fourth place. Uh, there are four points separating first place and fourth place. So Rangers sitting on 20, uh, Celtic sitting on 16 after nine games played uh, a draw. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Rangers drew against, oh, can't uh, remember for the life Hearts. of me now. Hearts, yeah, Hearts and Midlothian. And Celtic uh, winning against uh, Motherwell. Yep. Um, big, big, big result, honestly. Um, and we go into midweek. Uh, it's a big one for midweek in the Europa League. Honestly, within Group G of the Europa League, we are sitting uh, bottom of the table, uh, <laughs> or bottom of our group, sorry, bottom of our group um, with zero points with Ferencvaros. Uh, we play them next midweek. They are, we're both sitting on zero points, and Bayern Leverkusen and Real Betis are both sitting on six points after two wins. Yep. So if we can... If Betis and Leverkusen, if one of obviously if that's not a draw, that's beneficial to us. If one of them's slip up and we beat Fenerbahce, um, that only benefits us. Rangers also in group, I believe they're in Group A. a. Uh, yeah, yep, Group A. They're sitting on zero points as well. Um, it's just kind of like a, a further 
affirmation reinstatement that you know we're the better team in Glasgow that if we can prove ourselves in Europe I suppose um, it'd be nice to see us progress a bit further than Rangers this year uh, we'll see what happens but I, like I said at the beginning of the season I'm not ex I'm I'm not expecting anything but I am I do believe that there is silverware to be won. Am I saying that's the Europa League? That's quite the stretch. But I think that there is potential that we can do something. Obviously, sitting on zero points after two games is not an ideal situation. I'm not, you know, blind to that. But I do also think that we have a difficult group. If you look at a lot of these groups, I think that we have one of the most difficult ones in Group G. Um, but we'll see. But but closing the group, or I'm sorry, closing the gap uh, in the Premiership is 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 good to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe trash take. Are you going to call it back all the way? I, I personally, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's impossible. I really don't think it's impossible. I mean, there's four points. Are you better than Dundee United? Probably not. Yes. Hearts and Midlothian, I think props to Hearts for, you know, obviously they are premiership, they are premiership regulars. They had a blip and were relegated last season and have, you know, made made the, the journey back up to the premiership to the top flight this season and right. are flying right now in second place. Do I think that they have, I don't know how, how much like COVID's affected, like the, their salary budget. They're just financing in general. I don't know how many players they've had to offload in the pandemic or being relegated like, can they withstand a see a full season in the top flight to be able to ensure that they stay in these top, you know, top in second place, for example? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but Celtic, uh, I think, are in a stronger. No, I know Celtic are in a stronger position now than they were when the season concluded last season. So mm. I would anticipate that we only progress from here. And I think with, I mean, I, Rangers are showing cracks, two draws, one loss. We have one draw, three losses. I mean, yes, we have three losses. They have one, but I think it's a much more even ball game. And we are on the come up Rangers. I think they're coming. I think they've peaked. I I think Rangers have peaked. The, the, the rate of their descent is to be determined. Interesting. I think uh, Steven Gerrard hasn't quite got a hold of the team. I think yeah, that's he's kind of a honeymoon period, right? Yeah. 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 That's, honestly, that's crazy. What do you think it is, Steve? Like why so strong to so mediocre? I, as they sit top of the table. I, I mean, not by much. I mean, hearts are, I mean, yeah. Rangers, they're not 20. dominant like they right, were last right. year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Rangers were, I forget the gap, but Rangers were what, 15 to almost 20 points ahead of Celtic in second place? I mean, I understand we're, we're nine games played into the season. I understand that it's very early, but Rangers are sitting on 20 points and Rangers were undefeated last season. They've lost one and tied two now, and we're nine games in. Rangers are sitting on 20 points, Hearts on, on 19, Dundee uh, United are on 17, and Rangers, I'm sorry, Celtic on 16. And then, you know, Hibs on 15, Motherwell on 14. So it's a very, it's very close that the whole top half of the table is separated by six points. It's very close. I honestly think that Steven Gerrard has his mind elsewhere. I think he's got his mind on the next job, whether that's Newcastle, whether that's surely not Liverpool. You can't be ambitious enough to say that Liverpool is your next job. I don't, I don't know, but I think he peaked last season in not knocking Celtic off the perch of, of, of stopping 10 in a row. That was his peak. I think he was expecting something to come of that, you know, like, like, like laps at, at, at done at Derby. Right. You know, doing well at Derby lamps got his big ticket. Honestly, if anyone <laughs> now in hindsight, we can say it was too big. Like he bit yeah. off more than he could chew. You know what I mean? Like bit yeah. off more than he could chew, went to Chelsea, got the big seat. I think Steven Gerrard is expecting something similar. And now that he hasn't gotten it, 
I think he hasn't planned to get this far with Rangers. And now is like, okay, uh, I haven't maybe invested as much as I needed to or, or planned this far in advance where I'm, I'm managing another season of balancing Europe and balancing the premiership. It's a bit, He's, he's maybe stretched a little bit thin and maybe finances. I don't know if Celt- if Rangers have, have struggled financially because of COVID now. I, I, I assume so. Probably. And then getting kicked out of champions league by Malmo, you yeah. know, yeah. That, that, that takes a dent, you know, towards yeah. anything you were building towards, you know, yeah. or, or saving off, you know, one or two of your top players, you know, from thinking, yeah. Oh, looking out the door, you know, I, I thought we heard more of Steven Gerrard in the press last season. He was more like, he had more tenacity. Yeah. He had he more new. bite. Yeah, he was more like, I've got something to prove. He was like always like lashing out, not lashing out, but he was always saying something kind of with a little hint of venom about their signal of intent with Rangers last season. Yep. I feel like you have a more timid Rangers, a more. How do you top that? You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. Like, like, how do you top that? Yeah. yeah, it's like he's peaked. He's like, I. Next. I don't. Yeah. He should have jumped. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Next. Yeah, I don't disagree. Him. Yeah, he kind of, you know, he toppled, sorry, Steve, but he toppled a dynasty in Celtic, uh, you know, he did. sort of was he supposed did. to was supposed to be building his own dynasty next. And yeah. now that that looks in question. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, if anybody, you know, somebody that's lived in New or at Newcastle at uh, Liverpool for so long and, you know, Slippy G, you know, he's gotten over that and everything, you know. He yeah. can he can deal with some pressure, so it'd be interesting and, to see how that plays out. In terms of the Premiership, though, I think in terms of having like you know your normal like it's like kind of like a La Liga thing. It's like hey, you're used to a two horse race. Yeah. So, you know the Premiership can be likened to that being a two horse race. I think it's going to be one of those two horses that win the Premiership this season. I don't doubt that, but it is entertaining to see it being competitive. Yeah. So speaking of La Liga. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Real Sociedad is uh, currently on top. David right. Silva, who is it? Yeah, Adnan Yanuzai. Right. <laughs> just, uh, just tearing so, it up. Sevilla is in third. <laughs> Bro's back. Like it's just it's a bizarre kind of. Uh, I don't know. Bizarre Barcelona place over died. in Spain. If yeah. just, just gone missing. Real Madrid's had, right there with them. Somebody had one of the worst takes ever that Barcelona could beat Real Madrid in the El Clasico and then still win La Liga. And uh, I think they should be burned and shamed. I propose that we take a trash take, not our normal trash takes, but we also take a trash take on perhaps, or take a take on El Clasico upcoming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's yours? You propose uh, you- yeah. Real, Madrid, Real Madrid win. That's my take. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and say it's a draw. And viewership is at an all-time low. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's that's actually a, probably the most realistic take. All right. Well, I guess I have to take the side of Barcelona wins emphatic. <laughs> Bro, you're the <laughs> biggest Barcelona <laughs> fan I know. It's a fi- five nil drumming. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Barcelona's back. <laughs> Memphis Depay scores six goals. Has one of them disallowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's Pretty my well take. split down the middle. You guys. You guys up for uh, where are they now? Absolutely. Yeah. Hit me. Let's uh, do. This. You hit me. I'll start this off by saying um, this uh, gentleman is a uh, said As you do that, I'm going to open up my Ruben's Brews. Yeah, Ruben'sBrews.com. Um, the Sagittarius scored in fifty more than 50% of his games he appeared in. Wow. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Scored in more than 50% of the games he played in. He has over 50%. So in 461 appearances, this mm. individual has 238 goals. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So not a defender. Yeah, I was um, thinking it was like a midfielder that played like not yap many stam. games. <laughs> we'll yap Sam out right now. <laughs> Although he was close. 48% of his games. Close second. <laughs> uh, were these goals mostly in the Premier League? Um. Yes. Yes, they were. Has this player retired? Yes. Okay. When did he retire? Nineteen ninety-four. Jesus Murphy. I'm already going to say that Alex gets this. Lord. <laughs> the, 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 the Ginola. Uh, 
that 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 wisdom that I don't have. Um, this individual uh, recently was in the press because the Cristiano Ronaldo deal was secured in his back garden, and he has nothing to do with either party. What on earth? Wow. Did did this player make George their name? Best? <laughs> Not George Best. <laughs> did this player make their name in the Prem? Yes. Okay. The Prem wasn't even there in 1994, was it? Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Good points. Good Still points. involved in the Prem in some sort of way, but not. You get with no the bonus points for calling me out, Alex. <laughs> um. <clears throat> damn. Um. Did they play exclusively yeah. at one club? Yeah. No, but the career was largely built at one of your favorite clubs in the Premier League. My, my, I'm assuming it was United then. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no. Uh, This person also scored 48 goals in 80 appearances for England. Okay, so he's English. Got it. Um, wow. <laughs> he, when did he retire again? 1994. Did is this? Did this player play for Barcelona? This player did play for Barcelona. He is it Gary Lineker? Found. It is Gary Lineker. No there way. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he retired in 1994. He did for a Japanese side called Nagoya Grampus 8. He was playing in Japan? Like made up words. Yes, he did two years in Japan. Good 18 Lord. caps and four goals. Yeah. Uh, from Leicester City, Steve. Your yeah. yeah. Everton, Barcelona. Walker's Tottenham, potato chips all over him. And Nagoya Grampus. Um, yeah, so Gary Lineker is Ed Woodward's next-door neighbor. And Ed Woodward was over at his house. And basically, he did the deal in his backyard. That's so <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, and now you know. This is uh, educational. Where can he be life. found now? Uh, what BBC? So, guys, if if you've learned yeah. anything from uh. this, it's that you need to be more positive, right? Steve was down on himself. He was in the dumps. He was being a real bummer, right? He thought Alex was gonna win that and see what I happened. Did. I did. Won. Stay optimistic, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a towel. That's that's the story here. Yeah, Gary Lineker, man, what crazy career he had. Alex, I'm a little disappointed, but uh, that's okay. I was gonna start going da 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 da, uh, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> that that wouldn't help me at all. No, but... it wouldn't. Have, but if Alex would have been like, <laughs> "Yo, is that who I think it is?" No. Um. So, where are they now? Gary Lineker. He's on your Gary. TV. Match of the day. He's trying to be us. Guys, can't be us. Also has a podcast with Peter Crouch. Just throwing that out there. Gary Lineker has a funny, funny Twitter presence. I enjoy his Twitter presence. Cool. Where are they now? Yeah. Follow me on, like. on Twitter. <laughs> on the, Twitter. Uh, the real trash takes. Yes. If you're following Gary Lineker on Twitter, you should also follow Swift Kicks podcast on Twitter. At Real Swift Kicks. Yes. Not the old one. We got censored. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Twitter censored us. Uh, Jack Dorsey, we were yeah. on you, bro. Don't don't censor me, bro. Shadow banned. Um, <laughs> all right so before one ridiculous story uh i guess not that ridiculous but kind of we'll talk about it uh premier league trash takes from friday october 22nd we got arsenal and villa going through to man united liverpool on sunday after mid-morning east coast time let me pull dems up though yo man you play liverpool I was so close. I was so confident. I was, I mean, I was chatting with you guys in the group chat about uh, uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Crystal Palace, Arsenal. Arsenal, I had a a massive Arsenal fan with me watching the game. And I was like, man, I I was telling you, trash takes don't lie. I was like, I'm a prophet. And uh, the (laughs) legit last kick of the game. I think I had them winning, right? Crystal Palace? I believe so. Yeah. 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 So, We what when we when when we want to I think that's yeah what we what's the do, saying right? Steve so. uh, if my aunt had two nuts she'd be my uncle but she doesn't so that's, <laughs> that's where we go with that one. <laughs> um, in terms of these trash takes coming up, I am going to go last. 
All right, I'll go first. Eddie Howe wins his first game as Newcastle manager against Crystal Palace on Saturday. Uh, even more likely to have an interim coach this weekend. <laughs> That's my pick still. Newcastle to beat Crystal Palace. I'm going to pick Newcastle until they get a win. I'm going Tottenham over West Ham. I'm going United over Liverpool. United over Liverpool. Tottenham over West Ham and Newcastle over anyone. I wanted yeah. to go I wanted to go uh Brentford drawing Leicester but yeah this like is the real go. test for Brighton. I if was Brighton just can say. walk away with a point <laughs> if this Bright, week. Yeah, if Bright, yeah. The, all give of them a Europe. Sudden, just give them Europe. <laughs> we're taking them serious, right? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Adam Lalana and whoever else is at Brighton who I don't know, just 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 give them Europe. <laughs> all right. Those are the whoever it things. is. Yeah, I don't <laughs> sorry to the rest of you. Sonny Brighton, who I don't know who's on the squad, but I know Lalana's there. Steve yeah. owns rental properties out there. You can find that at <laughs> shamebrighton.com. <laughs> yeah, Duffy. God. Yeah, how do you not it. know that Danny World Class Welbeck? I try to forget about Shane Duffy. It was a nightmare <laughs> at Celtic last season. Lewis Dunk. Alex, you teased me like 10 minutes ago, and now oh. I'm all oh. not bothered. All right. Uh, well, this hot take. There were a lot of uh, England fans that were hot and bothered over the Euros, especially at the final, and it got them in trouble. Uh, so now the English national team has to take two matches uh, basically behind closed doors without any fans. Um, what's funny is I looked up the two upcoming games that they have for World Cup qualifiers, and it's against Albania and San Marino. So I don't know. Kind of feels like a Those win. Are hot tickets. Oh, right. Kind of feels like that. Doesn't I think Hungary's matter. in the same seat, ain't they? I feel like Hungary. Yeah, for one of their games. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hungary it was actually can't... for what happened at England. Yeah, Hungary can't seem to get their act together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looks like England will probably have to play Albania and San Marino, who are now obviously thinking that they can get a win here uh, <laughs> behind closed doors. <laughs> That's that's embarrassing. Let that be a warning to you, England fans. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's take it somewhat serious this time. Yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna end up not being able to go to Qatar. Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> no, but that's okay. Yeah. English people in the sun always goes well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sunburnt just thinking about it. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, and that's it, Ben. Yeah. Take us away. Let me just, I wanted to leave you guys with a little nugget. We always try and instill a little bit of knowledge. So this tonight, I want to just tell you a little bit about a book. Do you struggle Ooh. with being a dick? No. Is that you? Go on. Because if so, an everyday <laughs> etiquette guide to how to not be a dick is the book for you. If you need help in, you know, empathizing, seeing the big picture, listening and communicating clearly, how to not be a dick. That's for you. Good night, friends. Ben, have you read that book? Ricky Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo.